Nebel held on to the all-night perch at WOR, but Shepard remained on the station's schedule for 21 years, eventually relegated to a single hour each weeknight. Along the way, he did sell soap, but in a way that Madison Avenue wouldn't catch on to for many years. Shepard's nightly command to his engineer to hit the money button, his tendency to sing along lustily with the General Tires jingle, General-owned WOR, and his frequent jabs at his own sponsors, after a beer spot, isn't it wonderful to be able to measure your happiness in empty flip-top cans, foreshadowed the cynical self-mockery that would come to dominate advertising decades later. Shepard's improvised commercials winked and nudged at his listeners just as his stories did. In a 1965 spot for Miller Beer, Shepard scats along over a brassy big band music bed and vamps his way through the ad, tossing the official copy aside. Oh, the glow of hospitality, the sparkle of friendship, those merry hiccoughs. These are the qualities that you pour with every glass of sparkling, flavorful, distinctive Miller High Life. Hoo-hoo! High Life, the champagne of bottled beer. This beer, brewed for centuries in a musty old European castle. You say wahoo when you pour Miller High Life. He sings along with the Miller theme, and when the music cuts out, Shepard sighs and adds, Ah, right. We took care of that account, didn't we? Actually, Shepard's playful approach to the Miller spots, If you're gonna lay in a real trough full of genuine vibrant suds, we can only recommend one, were credited with establishing high life. Then, new to the East Coast as a top brand, If you're gonna tie one on this weekend, tie it on in style. You can get it in the magnificent champagne golden can, which makes a nice clink when it hits the sidewalk. WOR never quite knew what to do with Shepard. Until the station finally let him go in 1977, he floated around the schedule with no connection to what aired before or after. Shepard wasn't an easy fit anywhere. He appeared at nightclubs, in Carnegie Hall, in marathon monologue performances on college campuses. He published stories in Playboy and Mad. He hosted NBC's Today Show for a week. A morning man he was not. He made two series of travel logs, Gene Shepard's America, for public television. He was the model for the all-night radio talker in Jack Kerouac's On the Road, and for The Nightfly, the radio voice Steely Dan creator Donald Fagan wrote about in his song of that name, and for David Stabler, the Jack Nicholson character in the 1972 movie The King of Marvin Gardens in which the shepherd figure is a creepy loner who comes alive only when the red light switches on for his late-night radio talk show. You hear traces of Shepard and Garrison Keeler's monologues about life in Lake Wobegon, Minnesota, and in Ira Glass's reporting on public radio's This American Life. Shepard collected his stories in several books, and in what is nearly displaced It's a Wonderful Life as the archetypal American holiday movie, a Christmas Story, which now airs to a cult following in 24-hour marathons each December on the TBS cable channel. Shepard wrote and narrated the movie, which threatens to become his only mass-market legacy. It tells the story of Ralphie Parker, Shepard's middle name is Parker, a nine-year-old boy who was obsessed with acquiring the Holy Grail of Christmas gifts, an official Red Rider carbine action 200-shot range model air rifle. You'll shoot your eye out, kid, the entire world tells him. Shepard's knowing narration adds enough grit to save the movie from falling entirely into sentimentality. 
But a Christmas story is not the shepherd known to the night people. Shepherd's rambling, mischievous ways, along with his Baroque comic book vocabulary, Phantasmagoria, Gallimaufry, and his never-ending reworkings of his childhood stories were the work of a jazz artist, a radio poet who did with words what Charlie Parker and Charlie Mingus did with notes. Because of when he hit the scene and how he riffed, Shepard is sometimes lumped with Lenny Bruce and the Beat Poets, with the true rebels of the 1950s. But he shares with them only a love for the improvised life and a willingness to call his country's bluff.